0: touchdown passes last year this one's knocked up Bowers tips it to himself and he'll score snaps it anyway Greer locks it in the air Here's a blast, and Klopnik didn't see it coming. He got blasted by Kaelin DeLuch, who has the ball and is heading toward the end zone.
1: What is going on, everyone? It is episode 63 of College Football Talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we are here, not live, but recording from a wonderful nighttime view of Gainesville and Orlando, Florida. So we welcome you. Uh, nonetheless, so we got a good show for you guys today. It's coaches report card day. So yeah. Second annual. <clears> we did one uh, last year after the season, so we're doing another one this year. Uh, we have our top ten coaches as of right now. Yep. Post Harbaugh, post Saban, like the big boys. So our top ten coaches list, and with the Super Bowl coming up, we got our Super Bowl predictions. So we're going to give you guys our thoughts on who might be bringing home the Lombardi trophies. Mm-hmm. Um, without further ado, uh, make sure you guys are subscribing to the podcast. Record views last episode, guys. We really do appreciate that. But 98% of you I checked are not subscribed. So yeah. let's make sure you guys are subscribing if you're not watching or if you're new. Um, we love new subscribers, and we need you to guys to subscribe because it will help out the channel, helps mm-hmm. out our content, and it's which means you guys get more content to watch. So. Yeah.
0: Sure you guys are doing that. Nope, exactly. Yeah, you got it.
1: Um, but without further ado though, we can hop right in. We'll get right into our coaches report cards because we got a bunch of them we're going to be talking about today. And uh I think we'll start with uh Kirby Smart Dylan. What do you give in Kirby Smart final grade?
0: I would give the season an A. I mean, it's it's a weird thing. It's like uh, I'd actually I'd give it an A- just because you lost the SEC championship game. I mean, you had an undefeated regular season. You lost in the SEC championship game, so you messed out on a chance to go to the playoff. But for a few of the season, you didn't lose a game all season. The only game you lost to was a top-five team in Atlanta in an SEC championship game by three points. I mean, it's about as good of a season you could have without winning at all. So to me, I can't give them blow I can't give Kirby Smart lower than an A minus this year. Obviously, a little bit disappointing compared to the past two. But I mean, they didn't lose a game all year. No, they lost one game this season.
1: They're riding in on a twenty. I'm gonna say it was nine
0: game winning streak. Yeah, yeah, it was twenty nine games.
1: Um, hadn't lost since the 2021 SEC title game. Yep. You know, you get through, you go through the new whole season with a new quarterback, new offensive co- coordinator with Mike Bobo. Yep. So you have questions coming into the season because you're like, well, without Bennett, how is this team going to be with Carson Beck? Carson Beck comes in and does statistically probably does better than Bennett. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> I would give uh smart an a, um, Only reason why it sent an A plus because again you didn't just you didn't win the SEC title game and you know A plus is perfect and obviously one loss is not perfect, but uh you know that SEC title game was a game that I felt smart got out coached significantly in, um, got very went away from what Georgia was good at and what had got them there all season. (laughs) and almost shied away, it looked very timid for most of the game. There was a lot of conservative play calling where they typically were not doing that, and they did that anyway. So it just, it just felt like, again, Smart was getting kind of outcoached. Um, excuse me, by Nick Saban? Yeah. And that's what cost him You know, a chance probably more likely than I uh, Excuse me probably elite competing in a national championship if not winning another one. Yeah. Because, you know, that team is was better is was better in my opinion than the two teams that played on championship Monday. Yeah. So, I'm going to give him an A, but listen, a hell of a season again. Two losses in 3 years is not too shabby to the same team in a neutral site fields and uh I expect high expectations going into next year too with star quarterback coming back. You have a lot of pieces coming in. It's business as usual.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, all the hype in the world for them next year.
1: Yes. If yeah, yeah. oh, they should be. I mean, they're the clear front runners to win the SEC title. They're the odds-on favorites to win the national title. Yep. So expectations are through the roof. But that's I think that's how Georgia wants them because they don't. They're gonna. They're not being. You know, they're gonna be the aggressors. You know, they're not gonna try to be. The ones being hunted they're gonna be the hunters you know what I mean so they're not looking to be shy away from anything they're gonna hunt in. you know they're gonna take your best shot but likely their best shot is they're just gonna come back with a counter punch yeah you know just keep coming you know what I mean immunity mm. um, but uh yeah we'll give so we got a's on the board a minus yep. but you
0: know I mean a's and a
1: so listen, yeah listen a's and a now I know that better than anybody Uh, we're going to be moving on. Uh, Ryan day, Dylan solo, you out here and we're going to give you your time to shine here.
0: Thank you, Hunter. You know, uh, I would give Ryan day a B minus for this season. He, he lost the game that matters on their schedule the most in Michigan. And he lost it to a Michigan team that didn't have their head coach, which is about as embarrassing as it can get for Ohio state. I mean, at this point in time, it, that that's just a brutal thing that can happen because they lose that game. They don't go to the playoff. They don't go to the Big Ten Championship uh, for three years straight. And then they turn around and they get beat by Missouri in the bowl game. It's just all around a bad end of the year for Ryan Day and his Buckeyes. I mean, for most of the season, I think they were an all right team. It's just that last end of the year, they just fell apart. <coughs> and they had a couple times this year where they just didn't look great either. So I mean, the
1: highest I can give them is a B. I'm gonna go with a a B too. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, like all, like all the points you made, you know, you failed expectations. Yeah, expectations are winning a national title, but beating your most hated rival first and foremost, winning the Big Ten. You know, competing for championships, and you failed to do all three. Yeah. Not only that, you lost in the bowl game. I understand a lot of your guys were out in that bowl game. But again, it was Missouri. Missouri is a Missouri had a really good season. I'm not going to doubt, take away any of that. Missouri yeah. is the hell of a ball club this season. Um, but you know, to put on that performance was kind of lackluster. The score was like what, fourteen to three, I think was the final. Something yeah. silly like that. Um, just lackluster performance out of Ohio State on there. But, you know, I'm not gonna knack them, but for that, because again, with the bowl, um, with bowl opt-outs I mean, all over the board. This
0: year it was like opt-outs were insane. I
1: mean, NFL and college was just you know no real like craziness happened. Yeah. Have you ever like if people watch both sports like just a lot of chalk felt like. Yeah. There was never <laughs> much like everything kind of that was expected almost happened. There was a couple. If, um, you know, instances where that didn't happen, but for the most part, like all the heavy hitters were there till the very end and nothing ever happened. All the upsets that we thought might happen never did. But as far as Ohio State goes, um, you know, you got to find a way going into next year. There is, in my opinion, I'm not saying he needs to be fired because I think Ryan Day is, you know, a top tier coach. Yeah. As far as just recruiting goes, coaching, has he lived up to expectations? No, has, he has not, in my opinion. But, you know, you're, the bar is pretty high when you're coming off of, you know, Urban Meyer, mm-hmm. um, you know, before that with Trestle and all that. So, yeah, I'm not saying that, it's you know, he needs to live up to that, but he hasn't lived up to expectations. And going into next year, I mean, you have Michigan who's – it's not where they're going to be. They're, I expect a dip. From Michigan, new coach, new quarterback, n- mostly new guys on defense, mostly new guys on offense, new coaching staff. Like they, they better beat beat them. They're getting them at home. They have all these guys coming in. It's now or never. It feels like for Ohio State, and uh, a lot of lot of pressure. I think coming into next season on day. I'm not saying he's you know, on the pressure cooker about to, you know, the lid's about to blow and he's going to get fired, but he's um,
0: warming. That's the way I think it is.
1: I think it's like on very low heat right now. If anything, it maybe gets turned up to a slight, just before medium temp. Um, You know, but I I don't expect him to get get fired.
0: If they lose to Michigan for a I think it because well,
1: the Ohio this this year wasn't as bad as the last two years. And granted they may not have well it's because Michigan may not have been cheating or not, but that's not the point. Point is you know Ohio State had the ball down in the last drive and was driving. And you know, yeah. right in um you know, if uh Fudge, what's his name? Uh quarterback doesn't get under pressure under pressure and just kind of throws one off his back foot it gets picked off you know if he's able to have a clean pocket and hits marvin harrison let's say in stride like who knows they may win that game so yeah i'm not saying it wasn't as bad as the last two years when they just got beat up front and stuff like that but there were missed opportunities and um you know now you know you got to unload the clip and keen to keep rolling here but bees crossed the board for mr ryan day oh I, yeah I gotta um one second real quick. Who was that guy?
0: Kyle McCord. Oh, yeah, Kyle oh, McCord. Okay, it. okay. I had to look
1: that up. Apologize. I was so
0: confused. You were talking about there. I was like, what? What are you looking
1: up? Kyle McCord. Yeah. Here we go. All right. So our next guy is Dan Lanning of Oregon. Turns down the Alabama job. Says he was really never interested in it. I don't know how true that was, but I don't believe it. But, listen, none the, nonetheless, though, turned it down. Staying Great recruiting. At Oregon, staying at Oregon. That video he comes out with is all time. And uh, I'll go first here. I'm going to give him plus. B+. plus B+ only because, you know, you failed to beat Washington twice in two big-time moments. I'll give you the one on the road where, to be fair, if you just hit one of those fourth downs, probably, if you hit the fourth down at the end of the game, you win the game. So, you know, not that. Yeah. But the game that... You know, the Oregon game, you you come in as a double-digit favorite in some books, some sports books, So and you go in and lackluster it and kind of can't finish it at the end. Um, expectations weren't met there, I feel like, for Oregon, where they're at right now is they're just building momentum up. But I like what they've done in the transfer portal. I like what they did this year. You know, Bo Nix goes out and balls out. You know, you have um, – Explosive offense, really good defense, one of the most physical defenses we've seen from a Pac-12 team, I think, in a while.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know,
1: I really like where they are. And now you got going into next year, you have you know, Dylan Gabriel, you got Evan Stewart, you have Jabbar Muhammad coming in from A&M, Washington, you have Dante Moore, you you uh UCLA quarterback. So, a lot of good stuff. Those are just the notable guys. Like there's some other pieces in there that are going to going under the uh, radar here, but like what landing's building, but as far as this year goes, B+ plus really I think expectation-wise, I think he met them all. Yeah. But just failing to, you know, you were a game away from the playoffs and maybe depending on how the rest of the dominoes would have fallen, but uh yeah, I mean, I really good season. I like, think if he would have Split with Washington at some point, it would have got an A. But for me, B+. Plus.
0: No, I think so. I think that's a pretty good – i w- I'm going to go A just because I always have to remember that this is just his second season at Oregon. You know what I mean? So it's a – he's still in the middle of building his program into what he wants it to be. And we had a serious discussion uh, up until the final weeks of the season that Oregon was a potential playoff team and a national title contender. So I don't personally. I can't put him outside of A. I would give him an A minus just because of those two Washington games. But then, I mean, they do what they have to do. I mean, they go into the bowl game, they kill Liberty, and they had more guys opt out than Liberty did. That you know, was I mean, an embarrassment of a game. Yeah, that was I mean, That was just that was just bowl season this year, though.
1: Yeah, I mean. Know, there's that i mean that's what happens though, when you have opt-outs like that yeah i mean when you come in with a uh, depleted team like that you know which team wants it more at that point but um but that's just kind of like the new reality with you know, how the playoff is going because mm. nobody cares about these bowl games that's yeah. i mean i mean we like them i like watching more, I more like watching games better, games. but if you're trying to just maybe break it down from an actual like entertainment standpoint i mean if mean, i was a
0: player i get it What's the what's the value in me yeah like you know putting and my that's body just on the of, for
1: well that's just the culture these days. Yeah you won't you wouldn't see that 10, 15, 20 years from uh earlier down uh before, but you know, with today's just how you know it's the playoff robust bust, the so, most part and how you know these guys are you know the kind of money these guys can see in the NFL, you know, yeah. they don't want to risk anything, which I don't blame them, but you know, you would like to see teams more fairly put out a, a more fair playing field for both sides, I'd say, but a uh, landing good season and I uh, expect nothing but a uh, playoff I uh, next year. Yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, we haven't done our big 12. We won't do our big 10 uh, predictions yet, That'll be closer to the season, who we think is going to win and everything. But, I mean, Oregon's got to be up there, it feels like. Yeah.
0: No, I um, absolutely agree with you there.
1: All right, moving on. Mike Norvell, the Florida State Seminoles head coach, leading the Noles to an undefeated regular season and ACC championships. Um, goes in, loses by 60 to finish the year to a, a blood-thirsty Georgia team Yeah, that had didn't want to leave any uh, doubt to anybody that they still think that they're the uh, top dogs. Yeah. But uh, Florida State went in that game uh, very depleted. Georgia did it as well. I'm not going to say that, but okay, And that'll be a different discussion. Um, but nonetheless, though, a really good season for Norvell. I'm going to give him an A. I'm going to give him an A-plus only because – but no, check that I'm going to give him an A. I would have liked to have seen – um, if I would have seen some more players opt in to almost like that finish what we started, kind of buy in yeah. to that to bowl game. Even if it was just a few more, like a few of your starting guys that warmed up and practiced all week and then just chose not to play, would have liked to see a couple more if that was the case. A plus, because you know, nobody wants to see you lose by 60. Yeah. No matter who you are. So for I mean, just that. Um, if but if we're going outside of that, I would have given him an A plus, but just because I gotta factor that in, he's gonna get an A. I know it was out of their control, and they did everything they did needed to do. You know, they met the criteria. First first yeah. power five P not to get into the playoff as a undefeated champ. Didn't this year, just kind of how the cookie crumbles, I feel like. Yeah. And um bad circumstances kind of all just changed all the um complexion of how we usually viewed the playoff. Um, and, uh, but not going to take any way, not, that doesn't take any, anything away from how Norvell that team did this year. Um, it'll be interesting going into next year. You lose all of those guys. Now you got a new kind of new wave of guys coming in here. Yeah. Do you think Florida state becomes this team before I, I'm going to ask you this and then you can go on your grading. Do you think they kind of become this team kind of like how old miss is, how Florida State and Ole Miss are really good now, or some of these top teams that are really good at kind of just using the portal each year, year by year, they kind of just go in there, pick out kind of they go shopping a little bit. Just go, yeah. Kind of, let me see the list. So we need a receiver, running back, maybe a defensive end, a cornerback, just maybe depth wise, or looking for a piece to throw into that starting role. You you see them as a team now, kind of year by year with Ole Miss and maybe let's say USC or Colorado, that is just we're gonna go with We're gonna take the portal route, more as Recruiting is still going to be a big factor, but you know we like winning and maybe not developing as much. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Just because they no, do. Let me, let me not. Re, let me change that wording right there at the end. Okay. Not like recruiting, it's still developing, but like you know, you know how like they want to be in that win now phase where it's always yeah. a win now phase. So let's go pick out guys that are already veteran, experienced, game ready. Let's plug them in right here.
0: Yeah, I think I think they will do that. Not in the way Ole Miss does because <laughs> Ole Miss. I mean, we both know they kind of portal guys in at every position. I think Florida State's goal is to develop guys, but while they're building the program, keep it in a win-now win phase so that you build that culture of winning, which is why they made such a big deal pushing this year in the portal so they can build off the you know, 12-0 and no regular season ACC championships, move into next year, hopefully compete for another ACC championship <clears throat> while you have a bunch of young guys trying to still get, get up in there. So I think their goal as a program is to build from recruiting and to develop, but they're not there yet. Like you obviously saw, obviously saw in the bowl game, they just, they're not as deep yet, and they're trying to get there. So they're going to pull from the portal every year, but I don't think it's going to be as crazy as the last two years have been. The last two years, they've gone crazy in the portal. I think that slows down now that their recruiting is doing a lot better, like the high school recruiting. I mean, they yeah. they have a top 10 class coming in this year. Yeah. Obviously, they have a great portal class coming in, but every year Mike Norvell has gotten there, their, their uh, high school recruiting classes have gotten better and better and better.
1: I like that point you made real quick. Uh, just before I'll stop you. But um, I like the point you made where, you know, you saw that in the Orange Bowl where yeah, even when it was – Second, third stringers of Florida State, but it was also second and third stringers, fourth stringers of Georgia. Yeah. You could still see there was a clear cut difference in talent, yeah. just overall talent, and and it's nothing against Florida State either. I mean, it's just the guys that Georgia brings in are just just a, still a step above. It feels like, yeah. And I like how you know you're saying you know Norvell is continuously he's getting this where Florida State was with Taggart. And how Fisher ended it and how we're Norville going to come into was a mess. It was yeah. just an absolute mess. I mean, that program was nothing. I mean, they were getting their asses hit kicked by Syracuse and Louisville in the middle of the day with nobody in the stands. Yep. I mean, you don't Campbell does not – can't be a Saturday game where there's nobody in the stands. And this was pre-COVID. Yeah. So Norville comes in gets starts cleaning up their act everywhere and now he like you're saying like he's climbing the mount climbing that uh mountain as far as recruiting goes um but i do like i do agree too that you know with recruiting comes you know you got to develop those guys and maybe a lot of those guys aren't game ready that's why you got to use the portal where yeah. these guys again they just have more game game reps game reps you can't you can't um you know you can't simulate that stuff in practice. That's stuff that you just kind of just get a feel for when you're playing. And those guys, yeah. have it, Keon Coleman, Jared verse, um, you know, Winston, Wright. Uh, who's the other guy, uh, cornerback, uh, Cypress. I mean, these guys, yeah,
0: central Cypress, yeah. I mean,
1: these are all top tier guys that you bring in. Cause they know they've got, have already got a feel for this. They've played against these guys before, but, um, what do you? What kind of grade are we giving Norvell though for the year?
0: I would give Mike Norvell an A just because of that Orange Bowl. If they would have done anything other than that performance, I would have given him an A plus and been like, "Look, it sucks. You didn't do anything wrong."
1: Yeah, if it was within like twenty, we'll see. Yeah, twenty. They lost like thirty-three
0: to ten or thirty-three to like fourteen. I would have been like, "That sucks." I mean, the whole team. I mean, obviously, you covered that number. right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But I mean, you go in as nineteen and a half point underdogs, and you still lose by sixty. That's just we can't.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. Even
1: if they would have lost by like twenty five, I would have been like, "Again, can't blame them." You saw yeah. the fight, but just you didn't see it. You, you saw a clearly team that was getting outmatched, and that's again that's nothing against Norbell, against the Florida State team. But would have wished. I think both of us would have wished though. They would have some more of those guys would have bought into kind of like that finish what we start mentality, you know, how yeah. uh, you know, like Deloach was out there. Um, who was the other linebacker who was out there playing?
0: Uh um you know, the Deloach was the main guy. Yeah, Deloach was out there. I think Renardo Green played.
1: Yeah, but it was like these guys that you know the finished what they started and that were you know these guys are draft eligible guys too they're going to the draft but they wanted to finish again play in their final game you know support the university and the program what you come into, and you know, do all that. But uh, I like where Norbell's going. I think they're the clear cut ACC Tumber One team right now going into yeah. next year. Um, I expect them to compete for the ACC title game again next year. Uh, we'll see how Clemson pans out, but uh, yeah, Norbell is B or er, not B, A. a. Yeah,
0: A. <laughs> all right, that'd be crazy get a get a get a B for a being undefeated ACC championship. Just
1: just didn't like it actually. I just changed my mind out of the um, all right, moving on now. Nick Saban, no, he is new. Now he is retired football coach Nick Saban and newly hired ESPN analyst, which means thank God they can get rid of Corso. Corso, I mean that's been long too. Let's get rid of Corso. I don't think they're ever getting
0: rid of him yet. I think he's they're going to start
1: weaning him off the stage a little bit more until he's out of the picture. Um, Nothing against Corso, love Corso, but I mean this has been due now for the last couple of years.
0: Yeah, he's 88.
1: Yeah, no. He needs to get off the television screen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's doing great. Doing what he did in COVID, the COVID year when he was having, like, a mascot mania every week from College Game Day at his backyard. You know, let's do that. Yeah. You're you're a backyard. He's in Orlando. Not a bad idea. You can go see him. That's what actually you're going to be doing <laughs> on your Saturdays now. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Go, yeah but course, uh, Nick Saban,
1: good. I'm going to give Saban an A. Um, I thought that what how that year started was a mess. I mean, you bring in a new OC, bring in a new DC. The DC, I mean, the defensive backs are getting torched by Texas yeah. and company. We can't figure out the quarterback situation. You know, you you get into a dogfight with USF for four quarters, and you're like, what the heck's going on? But then the old miss game comes. Milrow gets back into the starting lineup. Everything starts to settle down. They start calling plays to Milrow's strengths, and you see Milrow thrive. And yeah. I thought that second half of that old miss game really was the turning point in this season because it was a close game going in and a half. And you're like, and Alabama had been had like two ugly red zone trips. When one was a pick, and they had another one. I think they had the ball at the one yard line, and they had an over snap. And it ended up being like it ended up punting or was like it ended up being like a fourth and 24 or something stupid like that.
0: Mm hmm.
1: I think they ended up kicking a field goal, if I'm trying to remember correctly. But
0: yeah, I think, yeah just, I think you're right.
1: Just a mess in the first quarter or first half. But then, you know, you turn it around, you just start, you come out of nowhere and just start throwing the ball down the field, playing to Milrow's strengths. He is a, he likes to throw the deep ball and he's pretty accurate with it. I then mean, it's the intermediate, the small stuff that you see Milro struggle in some. But that game, and you saw the Tennessee game, and they just mm-hmm. kept going from there. And then all of a sudden, they're just catching a rhythm. You're like, oh boy, here's Alabama again. Get to the SEC title game as underdogs, go in there win it you just completely take out Georgia on the line of scrimmage. They were the more physical team, and that's what you got to do if you're going to beat Georgia. You take control of that line of scrimmage, and that's what they did. Did they outrush them? I don't think they outrushed them, but I don't know, think they did. But listen, they um, but when the crucial time when they needed to run the football at the end of the game, they were able to run the football and milk the clock and eventually just take knees. Because Georgia couldn't stop him, so. Uh, but you know the Michigan game sloppy. I felt like they were underprepared. I mean, I think he had... I mean, it,
0: it was just weird that. Game. Numero,
1: I think, got sacked five times. Had, five times in the entire game. I think he got sacked three times in the first half. Just it felt like they were not being able to. They weren't picking the in-game game decisions, and management wasn't good. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that, he got
0: hurried like ten times.
1: Yeah, he, they obviously weren't doing a good job at picking up the blitz. Milro has a, you know, you can't, I mean, this is not in the coaching year, but like, you know, the Millro has the costly interception or fumble in the fourth quarter. But, you know, it just felt like a, you lost to a team that you had no business, I feel like, losing to. And, um, but again, you know, credit to Michigan. They came out, showed up and out physical, out, you know, physical uh, them at the end yeah. of the game. Uh, but you know, enjoy retirement overall career A plus. But for this year, he's gonna give an A <laughs> yeah. on let's,
0: the let's give a, let's give a review on the whole career. Yeah, right. A-plus, We're gonna start
1: yeah. back in the year uh 15 BC when he first started making play yeah. calls college- no, season. Uh what are you giving him?
0: I mean, I'm gonna give him an A. I mean, the only thing I have is that that loss to Texas and Michigan are really really bad losing at home to Texas that, that the home loss to Texas was just embarrassing
1: yeah i mean they, they didn't got. Have,
0: I, it was it's incredible how Nick Saban got out coached at home well that's Steve
1: i mean if you watch if you it's funny if you went back and watched that and watched how Milroe it was then to what he is to finish the year completely different quarterback i mean he yeah. every play if his first read wasn't there, it was immediately scramble, short scrambling. And then he threw two really bad picks and they were just locking on. It'd yeah, be man. like if I'm just staring at you and I threw you the football, you know, you expect you to catch it. Yeah. And that's what Texas defenders were doing.
0: And it's one of those things where it was also because, you know, Nick Saban's bread and butter is defensive backs and they're in Albany's really? defensive backs were terrible at it.
1: They were bad. And credit yeah, to he them. He was
0: wanting to throw the ball deep. He was getting a completion every single time.
1: Oh, yeah. and But, listen, credit to him and Kevin Steele for figuring it out towards the end of the year yeah. because they were able to – and credit, again, Georgia, you know, Bowers and McConkie come in nowhere near 100%, not even probably like 80%. But, you know, you're able to shut them down and really limit Beck throughout most of the game. And there were a couple they, – they probably should have picked Carson Beck off three times probably that game. Yeah. They didn't throw – he ended up not throwing a pick, but there were a couple times where it's like, how did you drop that? And, you know, credit like Terry and Arnold came in or not, uh, Trey Amos came in. He's a, uh, now at, uh, Ole Miss, I believe he comes in off the bench and it's like, to, and he, he gets put one-on-one with, I believe it was Bowers and he just, just locks him down and listen, you know, but now, but it's funny, like half of those guys are now gone now. Yeah. Gone to the draft or just transferred out, but I great, give credit to them. And, um, I think you want to say that, but uh, credit to that defensive backs group with um, you know um, Saban and the whole gang, you know, figuring it out.
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, it's it's an A. A is not bad.
1: No. An A is an A. Again, like what he say? A is an A. Um, all right. Moving on, Kalen DeBoer.
0: Kalen DeBoer. I personally would give Kalen DeBoer's season an A plus. Alrighty. I mean, he had an undefeated regular season, packed all championship, beat your rival twice, and took a team that wasn't even in the conversation preseason to the national championship. Obviously, they came up short because, you know, they just were not as talented. Mm-hmm. Just quite frankly, that Michigan team and that Washington Washington team were not on the same caliber of athletes. However, he took Washington, a team who I think we all considered fringe top 15, City national championship.
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought they'd be more of like a top twelve team, but yeah, no, I mean, I didn't expect them into my national championship, let alone in the playoff. And he completely exceeds expectations, like you said, wins the Pac twelve, goes undefeated, and you know, just they just I think ran out of gas at the end of the end of the year and ran and ran into just a steamroller in Michigan. But listen, Michael Penix had a dream season. Um, all those guys uh, are now transferred out or going to the draft. So you know Washington's going to have a fresh, new, clean slate. Twenty of their twenty-two starters have, are not going to be there next year, yep. which is crazy. I mean, Jed Fish That's is the sport, though. I mean, to an
0: extent, you lose a couple guys. Twenty
1: of twenty-two starters. We're gone. That is, that. I mean, that doesn't happen. No.
0: Nah. So, Jed, Jed Fish is going to have a rough time. That
1: first but season. he's going to have his players in, I guess. So, you know, there's that. Um, but for DeBoer, I give him an A plus too. Um, I don't like how it ended for him in Washington. I just felt like maybe that could have gone a little better as far as like leading on terms-wise. But yeah, I don't think he really cares that much.
0: Um, but as far you as the, that the most... Job
1: as far as the end season goes, he goes, um, you know, wins the tight games. All the games that they we thought they, they were going to lose. He won. They won. I mean, they they embraced like that underdog role, like that disrespect to us role we're going to show you. And they did that. And I give credit to them. And, uh, you know, you probably won't see a Washington season like that for quite a while.
0: Yeah, I don't think you'll see another Washington season like that for the next decade.
1: No. All right, moving on. Dabo Sweeney, Clemson.
0: Uh, I give him a C. C. I think we expected a lot more from Clemson this year.
1: I did a little bit.
0: I mean, they were ranked to start the season in the top ten. Ew. They proceeded to finish the season. I think they were ranked twenty-two by luck. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to look at their record again real quick, but anyway, they went to
1: nine and four.
0: Yeah. I believe, what was their over-under, 10?
1: Nine and a half or 10. I think it was nine and a half. So they still didn't hit it.
0: So, I mean, you you lost to uh, Florida State for the first time in about a decade. You didn't it, get to the they, ACC championship.
1: Duke. and uh, NC
0: State. Miami. Yep.
1: All losses, too. But I will say, for all that, they did find a way to turn it around. I think, for some reason, like, they just found a little bit more rhythm towards the end of the year. And, you know, they finished the year strong, got another bowl game win. And, again, as for as bad as we always think Clemson goes, I mean, another nine-win season. (laughs) I know it's not Clemson expectations, but I think we do need to find maybe lower the expectations a little bit now.
0: Yeah. Uh, Which which is crazy
1: I mean – this isn't – I saw a stat. They haven't had a 1,000-yard receiver since, like, T. Higgins and them were there.
0: Yeah, That's crazy.
1: I mean, that was back in 20 – 2015,
0: 16?
1: Somewhere around, like, in those gears. I mean, they haven't had that since, you know, those guys were there. So they need they don't they just they lack weapons. Again, this is because Sweeney just doesn't like to use the portal, which is I honestly like, at this point, you're honestly just hurting your own university in your program because you're not embracing what is like it's sport, literally right? a like a cheat code to just yeah, improve exactly. your team. A cheat code. And the fact that he doesn't want it, he's like the guy that just doesn't want to, like, he wants to follow. He's the guy at the at game night that's like, hold on, hold on. Let me check the rules <laughs> make sure that's good to use. Like, he's not yeah, yeah. a rule breaker. Just, it's not even rule breaking. But it's like, if everyone's doing it, and I know you don't, you know, you don't do that. You know, the old saying, like, you know, if he jumps off a mountain, you're going to jump off with him. But It's like, if all of your other opponents are using it, why aren't you using it, bud? Yeah, it's it just really, doesn't make sense
0: to me at no, all. No,
1: it doesn't make sense. It's just you're being stubborn at that point. Um, I'm going to give him a C plus. I thought how the year started to where it finished is what's going to give him that plus. Still finishes with nine wins, gain a little momentum. I think they finally figured out something with, uh, with um Riley and the OC with Klubnik and company. Um They're going to have... A new running back next year because Will Shipley will finally not be there anymore. He's been there for like 10 years. That's so what it felt like. Yeah. He's gone. But Club Nick's back for another year, another full time year of him being the starter. But listen, it doesn't get any easier starting next year. You get Florida State, you get Georgia to start the year. Um, you know, again, it's, but that's what you sign up for, I guess, if you're Clemson. But uh, yeah, he just, the refusal to use the portal is really hurting him. It hurt him this year. It's hurt him last year, and it's probably going to continue to hurt them. And they won't sniff a playoff spot until they figure something out there. Personally, that's my opinion.
0: I think you're absolutely right. I mean, now with the expanded playoff, you never know. I mean, but
1: does a four, does a three-loss Clemson in the ACC even sniff a top twelve spot?
0: I don't know. I guess it's it the future we'll see, though, right?
1: Because odds are, you know, the teams you're playing aren't going to be playoff like resume real stackers. You know, let's be honest with ourselves. You know, Boston College and Virginia and Virginia Tech. And, you know,
0: what about a two loss Clemson?
1: Two loss Clemson, I think, has a good shot.
0: Let's hypothetically, like a two loss Clemson that doesn't get to go to the ACC championship.
1: It probably just depends on who they lost to. And if it's just the Florida state in Georgia and they just steamroll everyone else. Yeah. I think they get put in, but it'll be interesting to see how everyone else, everyone else stacks up because personally I would take a two loss. Would you take a two loss Bama team that loses to let's say uh, Auburn and Georgia, or do you take a two loss Clemson team that lost to Florida State and Georgia?
0: I guess that's where you're splitting hairs, because technically I think that'd mean Clemson would have better losses.
1: That we're all just this is all hypothetical too. Yeah, but.
0: we're splitting hairs here, but I mean really you're saying that they both lost to a Georgia team who yeah. hypothetically would probably be number one in the country. And uh we'd be comparing Auburn to Florida State. In which loss is worse? When Auburn's a wild card. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. if we're being honest here, I still think best case scenario for Auburn is they're like an 8-win team. Right? Yeah. So, like, I still think that Florida State loss would look better. Yeah. So I would imagine in this hypothetical scenario, Clemson would have a slightly better resume.
1: Just yeah, because I, mean, I don't think
0: I don't think Alabama would have another good, especially since that would be that would be their last game of the season.
1: More likely than not, yeah. I gotta look back at Bama's schedule, but I was just uh, I know they they play, play Auburn Missouri. last,
0: though. They'll play well, Auburn I mean, last. Let's
1: say they lost to you know Auburn and Missouri, and you know, do you put them in?
0: Uh, yeah, I guess that's where. Like I said, we're splitting hairs. Yeah, because those are just two very. <clears throat> yeah. All right.
1: Moving on. Uh, Lane Kiffin, we're going to just – let's go start doing more rapid fire here. Yep. Lane Kiffin, I'm going to go with an A. I um, mean, Yeah,
0: I'll go with A also. Maybe A first, minus.
1: First time – well, I'm going to go with A because first time uh, – first 11-win season in program history. This is, uh, comes after two years ago when he got the program to the first 10-win season. Mm-hmm. Only losses come to Georgia and Alabama. You know, you win the bowl game. Yep. Penn State in the Peach Bowl. You know, you beat teams, like you beat um, LSU, you beat uh, Texas A&M. Did they, they didn't play Tennessee. No, they played, uh, they beat Auburn. You beat, there was one other team that was good, but nonetheless though, Lane Kiffin, I think you're starting to see, you know, you know, what this kind of his.
0: He's building that program out.
1: Correct. And now you have. Second year, um, second year with the DC, who has just done work at in the portal. I'm gonna look up this guy because I can't remember. Uh, Pete Golding, second year now with Pete Golding, who's done an, an he's been an animal in the uh, transfer portal, picking up guys like Walter Nolan, Prince Umiyang, something like that. can yeah, Out no, of Florida, Florida kid, yeah. some other guys too. In general, though, you get guys like um, Juice Wells from South Carolina. Uh, you lose Quinchon Junkins, but I still don't think that was a make or break. You keep guys like Tay- or Trey Harris and you know, Jackson Dart. So yeah. they should be a pr- perennial team going into next year. I expect them to be a full force going into next year. But as far as this year goes, it's an A. I love what they did. Um, but, you know... Not being able to really compete at any sort of, you know, four quarter level with Bama and Georgia is what knocked him from that A plus spot because, yeah. you know, you've had Bama in the first half, you had Georgia, you were going back and forth to Georgia for about the first two and a half drives or so, and then it just kind of fell down from the waist. And, uh, you know, both games ended up being blowouts. So, if if Kiffin can finally get over that hump going into next year, I like them a lot more. But yeah, A for me.
0: Yeah, and I think it's really reasonable. I I yeah, I'd give Kiffin an A minus just because they when they played against Georgia and Alabama, at times it looked really uncompetitive. Yeah. That's the only thing that really strikes them on my my points. But no, I absolutely agree with you. Great year.
1: All right, moving on. Brian Kelly.
0: Uh, I would probably give Brian Kelly a B minus. Pretty disappointing year for what was expected out of LSU. Yeah,
1: uh,
0: They got blown out by Florida State. They got a uh, big time loss to Ole Miss, a lost to Alabama. I mean, it was just kind of disappointing for what we expected. I mean, throwback to the beginning of the season, a lot of people were going that they were playoff contenders. Yeah. And by week six, we were talking about no, they don't have a chance. (laughs) Like that's just you know it's a crazy thing, but yeah,
1: I I would give them a B plus. You I mean you had the Heisman winning quarterback on your roster, offense was explosive. If the defense could figure learn how to play defense for the first three quarters of the season, they're probably a playoff team. Yeah. They started figuring something out towards the end of the year. Still wasn't good. They ended up firing the DC after the bowl game, but you know, you know, you beat uh, you beat Ole Miss at Ole Miss, and you know, you. <clears throat> if Jaden Daniels doesn't get hurt against Bama, it's probably a closer game. But outside of the, you know, you know, you look at the Florida State, the Bama, and the Ole Miss game. Common theme with all of them, over 40 points in all of them. Yeah. yeah. 55 to old Miss. They scored 49 points and lost a game. That can't happen That's in general. Crazy. I think I said that after our, our recap episode after yeah. that game. You can't give up, up.
0: They gave up 21 points in the first and fourth quarter.
1: They gave up. I think, I don't know if you have the stats pulled up for that game.
0: I was just looking at it real quick. Yeah, what's up?
1: They gave up. How many yards
0: did they give up in total? Uh. Tr- 700. 700.
1: And Jackson Dart had how many combined?
0: Uh, Jackson Dart had 300 and th- uh, 389 passing yards. And he had 50 rushing yards. So about 400 and uh, give or take 440 yards by himself. No turnovers, five total touchdowns.
1: So there's that. So you're like, okay, maybe just, you know, a lot of quarterbacks do yeah. that. Well, your quarterback had over 500 yards of total offense just by himself, and you yep. lost. You can't be having that. And you know, I forget who they brought in for the DC spot. It's a, an upgrade for sure. Yeah,
0: they brought in. I forget his name, but yeah. I also, that upper, but just he, want to uh, say, they gave up 177 yards to Quinshawn Judkins in that game. It's
1: that that itself was unexpected. 77 yards. I mean, just can't happen. Unacceptable. Uh, uh, but, but they brought
0: listen. in Blake Baker, who is uh, Missouri's defensive coordinator from this past season.
1: And you're going to see an upgrade there. Yeah, I still sure. think their liability is going to be on that back end because I just don't, for some reason, it just wasn't able to gel. Yeah. Hopefully they have Harold Perkins more of a DN spot again next year. Not maybe... He likes playing in that linebacker spot where he's not rushing all the time, but I just felt like he was better off suited on the line rushing than he was playing any pass coverage. Mm-hmm. We'll see how the new DC comes in and does that, all that. But yeah, if they got a if they had a competent defense, I mean, they're looking at a completely different season. Yeah. <laughs> oh, excuse me. All right, moving on. Steve Sarkeesian. Here.
0: Uh A plus. All right. I mean, you lost one game, it was to your rival, very tough loss, but uh, you finally got over that hump, you took a team to the playoff, you won the Big 12, you can chant, you can scream that Texas is back. I mean, I mean they've had pretty much as well of a season as you can have. Yeah. I mean, not only that, but they're returning a lot of the big guys who were giving them production this past year too.
1: I mean, just look at the guys they are bringing out of the portal too.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I can't. I can't disagree with anything. Like I, I think you can't give him anything lower than A. Personally, I just give him an A plus because I think it was a crazy good season.
1: I'm gonna give him an A, and just because I can't give someone that lost two games an A plus. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I thought the play call, the, the 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 play calling and the game management that Oklahoma game cost them that game. Yeah, they they played very that sequence at the end of the game where he played for a field goal instead of going for a touchdown mm-hmm. was very – it felt very conservative, very, like, shy, and, like, I don't – no 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 guts, no balls, just kind of played that and then expected the defense to make a stand, and they didn't. Yeah. So you really cost your team that game. Washington game, Um, I don't know what the hell they were doing playing defense that night, but no pressure – um, back end was getting torched and too many turnovers. You can't control the turnovers from a coaching perspective, but you can control how the defense is being called in. That was, there was no game management, no in-game adjustments, nothing. They were just watching their team get torched. Yeah. Torched. So other than that, though, really good season. Like you said, they a, the production coming back next year is, I mean, top tier, but they're bringing out of the portal. Just look at what they're doing in Bama alone. I mean they will have a stacked roster and uh they should be they should ready be back to to roll, ready to roll next year. They should they will be a heavy SEC probably one of the SEC contenders going into next year and uh clear, national title favorite. National too. title
0: contenders, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. <clears throat> Brent Venables, Dylan. I would give Brent Venables a B. Uh, It's his second year. They improved a lot from his first year. Uh, There's just a couple times this year where they just flat-out disappointed me and everybody else in America.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, I think, obviously, the Kansas game sticks out as, like, just a bad game. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just is, like...
1: And the... um...
0: The Oklahoma State game.
1: And then a couple ugly games where they won. They survived. BYU... I had no real business UCF,
0: yeah. I UCF. Mean, some- that UCF game was bad. <laughs> they they probably UCF almost won on the last play of the game for that one. That was not good for them.
1: That's because Malzahn got too cute. That too, yeah. But um, as far as the season go, I thought Venable's. Bet- I'm gonna give him a a a minus. A-. Okay. I think where I mean that last year where they were, I think what they was like six and six. This year, six to seven. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of those OU fans wanted him gone, probably. Yeah. I mean, they were, they, what they, they were getting, I and mean, they gave up over almost 50 points to TCU last year. I mean, that, that was an abomination. Yeah. Preventable I mean, standards. Lost. Who
0: pre- I think they let, they let Texas set the
1: Texas record. beat him 49 nothing. I mean, it was a complete, just gross season last year, but. You know, you bring in a full year recruiting class. You bring in some guys out of the portal. Dylan Gabriel comes back, yep. And you see what happens. You, it's a completely different, different, different team. And now you have Jackson Arnold, who pretty much forced Gabriel out. And I expect him. He has a high ceiling, so I'm excited to see how that plays out, especially in the SEC. Um, But I'm gonna give an A minus just because you know, ten win season. And, um, you know, that's four-game improvement than it were last year. Yeah. I mean, they were dra- dreadful last year.
0: It was like, it was tough to watch the night times last year.
1: But I think you saw a lot more buy-in this year. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people thought I mean, sky-high on Oklahoma. But then you saw them kind of teeter. little. They spun a little bit after that Texas game. Yeah. I think they were able to kind of rewrite the ship a little bit toward down the stretch. But um, kind of hurt them. They cost themselves a spot back in the Big Twelve title game. And uh, but listen, I think they're um going to be a solid contender for the SEC. I don't think they'll win it this year, but they'll, they'll be a good contender.
0: Yeah, I think so too.
1: They could be a team I feel like could be a backdoor playoff team.
0: I I think that's a very realistic possibility. They that they could win nine, ten games to sneak their yep. way into like the eleven seed.
1: Um, what kind of grade are you giving him? Did you already? I, I said a B. Okay, sweet. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, we're gonna go rapid fire here. unless okay. Stop us or stop and say something if you want. Though, be my guest. Uh, Neil Brown, West Virginia. A. I'm gonna give him an A. I mean, he. Yeah. I'm gonna just quickly say, seat couldn't have been any hotter. I mean, they were begging him to be fired. Yeah. And he goes out and is a hail mary blunder away from winning 10 games i mean now you come back next year garrett green's back you have some guys that are also returning a little momentum for the mountaineers i mean they yeah
0: no it was a good they have to be a
1: top team going into the big 12 next year i mean they finished fourth in the big 12 last year last year i think it's them arizona utah and kansas state right now yeah, Maybe Oklahoma State. I think those five right now are the five guys, five teams that will be jockeying for something. Kansas may be on the outside looking in, but I think those five, from where they ended the year, um, I, I like those five. Okay. Um, You give him an A, I gave him an A. we Uh Mario Cristobal.
0: Being minus. Okay. I, he had ups and downs all year, so it's like a weird... Because like, there's times like that Georgia Tech game was an abomination. That, of that's, an F-. that's an F minus. That's an F minus game. But then he turns around and he beats Clemson.
1: Yeah. Well, actually, they turned around lost to North
0: Carolina and then beat Clemson. Then beat Clemson. But you you, don't, you get what I'm saying. Like, there was moments that year where they looked horrible and then they turned around and looked good. I would give it a B minus just because they also turned around and gave it a pretty good recruiting class. Yeah. So I got to give them the props there.
1: I'm going to say a B. Two-game improvement from last year. Yep. You're playing with a bunch of young guys, a lot of freshmen and young sophomores playing. So, you know, those guys are only going to get better next year. You, yep. bring, you get an upgraded quarterback now going into the next year with Cam Ward. I like where the program Chris is building, but I think we need to see nine wins next year. Yeah. it yeah, got to be the And I think – the ACC is a good spot where he is. It's where I think no, no excuses, no excuses. I, I think I think it's thing. very
0: realistic. I think they shouldn't they shouldn't have any excuses.
1: No, all right. Uh, we're gonna go Lincoln Riley. I'll start. I'm gonna say A C minus. Okay. Um,
0: I, I would just, say a D.
1: I'm gonna say C minus. Um, just inexplicable the defense. I mean, the best thing he probably did all year was fire the DC. Yeah. Uh, you know, you wasted away a possible the possible number one overall pick and uh, didn't have any adjustments, anything to stop it. I mean, just you completely said, hey, Caleb, go win us a game every Saturday. Yeah. Uh, which is not possible for any team. I don't care who you are, but I do like where the end of the year Miller Moss comes in and just completely puts six touchdowns up on Louisville, who was the ACC runner-up. Yeah, um, So I like where they're going. It'll be interesting to see how, how physical and def- good they are defensively going into the Big Ten next year. I see them as a bottom-tier team, in the Big Ten, maybe mid- upper-middle of the pack, but bottomish tiers. tiers. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't see them competing. I just don't think they're physical right now enough. Yeah. Built enough on the line of scrimmage. And just, I don't think they're going to be able to play good enough defense. I mean, I'll believe it when I see it, but for now I'm going to give them a C minus.
0: No, I think it's really fair. I just say D because of where we projected them and where they finished. Yeah. That, that's the only thing. I, I think it was just a blunder of a coaching job.
1: All right. Josh Heupel,
0: Tennessee. I'd give a C. Okay. I mean, he under, under, uh, undersold. Well, that's underdeveloped his quarterback, uh, Joe Milton, where there was times this year where we thought he was good. And then we turned around with, no, he's not good. So Joe,
1: Joe Milton might have the best PR team. Did you see his, all, senior, huh? have you seen his senior bowl clips? I mean, that was, I don't know how this guy's draft eligible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this guy, he can't make a pass.
0: He but I should, guarantee you he probably gets drafted still.
1: He will be a late round pick based off of what he's gonna do at the combine.
0: Yeah. Because they'll put they should just
1: line him up at like behind the field goal post on one side and make him throw it, and he will. He'll hit you in stride. So based off that, he'll get drafted. Um someone's gotta fix those mechanics of his because or just kind of reset them a little bit. Um as far as the grading goes, I like a C2. Um, yeah underachieved Uh, especially compared to the
0: year before
1: you know you have all this momentum coming into this year you know Milton who's been there this is his time now and you go to Florida you lose again you you lose to Missouri when you still really had a shot possibly of winning the big 10 the the big 10 the SEC East if you beat them and so let's say Georgia would have lost Ole Miss I would have set up a Do or die game like seven winner goes to the SEC title game in Knoxville. Um, You lose to Bama, just a lot of underachieving. And it felt like the Tana, the team kind of started, stopped, you know, trying a whole lot down the stretch. But I will say, with uh, what they're bringing to next year quarterback with Nico, and uh, I'm not even going to attempt to say the last name, I need to learn. Fully how to pronounce <laughs> it, but I'm not gonna try yeah, it right now. With yeah, uh, Nico coming in, I, what they what they did against Iowa, and that was an Iowa team that they put up, um, like that was uh season bads, all season worst as far as stats go. Iowa's defense, so they completely blanked out Iowa, but they put 35 on that defense, so which is no easy task. I don't know who you are, but um, but I'm excited to see excited to see a little bit how they do next year. They are a team that you never know. They're kind of one of those wild cards, it feels like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as the season goes, underachieved. Um Billy Napier.
0: Uh I give him a D. D. Uh I mean he went yeah. six and six is six and six his first year, five and seven his second year. Six and seven. Bowl games do count. I, I mean, okay, thirty fine. to three six does and seven, count. Five and seven. So, his team just regressed. And it doesn't get any easier. Yeah, it's just going to get harder next year. I mean, I just, I, just disappointing.
1: Disappointing. And I'm not even a fan. (laughs) No, we are neutral fans, not just season. Um, Listen, Napier, I'm going to give him a, 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 D minus. That's fair. He just too many in game inexcusable mistakes. Yeah, coming from you know special team blunders, offensive blunders, defensive miscues. I think the special teams ones alone cost them two games.
0: So, happens I if you wonder, don't have a special I if teams was coordinator. Really the idea it was to not hire a special teams coordinator.
1: They thank God they
0: got one now.
1: Yeah, they do, They do have one now, which is. I guess good news if you're a Florida fan. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Utah game, special teams funders The Arkansas game, which cost you bowl, be bowl eligibility. Cost me. Yeah. The defensive, I don't want to know what, where you start with defensively. I mean, LSU. Jane Daniels alone. Uh, Georgia. Uh, who else? Uh, freaking Florida. Florida State, they held their own a little bit. Um, for the most part, but got started getting shredded at the end. I uh, mean, yeah. actually, special teams, check that. I'm going to change that. Special teams blunders, again, Florida State game. Missed field goals. Can't yep. be having them. Not good. Um, I mean, just uh, the Arkansas game, defensively. K- <sighs> KJ Jefferson looked like Heisman Trophy winner out there. They did make him look special out there. Yeah. And I had a horrible sunburn after the game. Look at my sacrifice. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, it doesn't get any easier next year. I mean, the death row he has next year, four and eight may is best, it feels like. And what's crazy is for Florida, and I know we're going to get off, but, like, just they have no reason being where they're at right now. With the resources they have and the resource pool, with all the money that this school brings in, no reason they should be where they are. So... I don't know if the word that needs to change, but they better start figuring it out fast. So, um, three more here. Michigan. Now, Michigan. We're going to put Michigan because Sharon Moore coached six games, and Harbaugh coached the others. So, as a whole, how would you grade Michigan? A plus. Yes.
0: I mean, they won every game. They won the national championship. They've already got a test at the guy who's taking over the reins. Yeah. I mean, it's really everything you could ask for in this situation.
1: I 100% agree. Um, whether or not they were cheating at all, none that's in the past. What they did this year, with all the off-the-field distractions, the Penn State game, their coach gets suspended like like the day of.
0: On the play.
1: Yeah. That's you crazy. Know, able to just kind of come together player-led like that is really an indictment of what kind of – Place. They had that kind of culture they were building. Yeah. All of these teams that always have success and win national championships are all mostly player-led, veteran groups that listen. They they know they know to not mess around and just take care of business. Yeah, and that's what Michigan did. They they left, um, they left no no doubt all season. Beat the teams they were supposed to, and when the team, a lot of people thought they weren't going to win, they win. They won so. Mm-hmm credit to the staff and credit to the players and all that. Um James Franklin Dylan
0: Oh, you know, just another James Franklin year B minus. <laughs> I mean, what else would you give him? I would give him a B. Um does the on... usual thing where he loses to Ohio State and Michigan and it just sits on that all year. I mean, that's just loses the bowl game again.
1: What kind of, I mean, that's just so you're just the Just the depressing attitude coming out of you right now.
0: It's just like I'm just so glad I am not a Penn State fan. (laughs) Let's just say that.
1: Someone just ate the bad apple from Penn State. Looking at their schedule next year at West Virginia, bowling green, by Kent State, Illinois, UCLA, at USC, by at Wisconsin, Ohio State, Washington, at Purdue, at Minnesota, and Maryland. Um, we'll see. They can um, see if Drew Aller can take another step. And they have a new OC in, who's the Kansas OC, bringing in the Kansas guy. So let's see if they are able to have success against some of these more bigger opponents, because that was what their Achilles heel was again this year. And I don't think it's fair to judge James Franklin on the same totem pole as, or totem pole maybe, or like, Tier as like a Ryan Day, or yeah. like a Jim Harbaugh at the time. I don't think it's fair because those guys aren't near. Each- I think Harbaugh and Day were, were up here, and then Day- Franklin's right here. I mean, yeah, the, the expectations aren't the same for both. And, um, but yeah, I'll be just another average season, and we'll see if anything gets better next year. Uh, Eli Drinkwitz, our final one here.
0: Uh, a plus. I'm gonna give him a, a A. I mean, to me, he pretty much did the best season you could possibly do at the University of Missouri. Yes, because I and just don't—I don't think they have the resources to ever truly compete for a national championship. So they would have
1: made the playoff this year.
0: They would have made they the had, playoff. Oh yeah, they
1: would have been the playoff. But they they probably would have won, won a game too. I think.
0: I just don't think that's a program that could ever truly win a national championship just because the resources, the, you know, the enrollment, it just doesn't have what any of the national title contenders have. It's probably, it's just probably
1: harder to sell Missouri to an 18 year old than it yeah. is to sell Miami or yeah like exactly South Carolina or maybe Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, you know, like, yeah, geographically there's just not a
0: ton of athletes coming out of Missouri yeah so like for for what he was able to do with this program especially this year especially the fact that I think going into this year a lot of people thought he might get on the hot hot uh, hot seat just because they've been doing a lot of six and sevens that's pretty much been his time at Missouri six and six but then 11
1: win season out of nowhere yeah Drinkowitz definitely had a really good year this year their only losses came to um, Georgia and. Who was the other loss? Um,
0: crap. Uh, their other loss was. Uh,
1: Look it up real quick. Yeah. Because they didn't play Bama. They didn't play. They beat Florida. They beat Tennessee. They beat South Carolina.
0: They had two losses. Shoot.
1: They beat Ohio State. They beat AM. No, they didn't play AM. Um just
0: give me one second. Did they play Ole Miss? Uh they lost to L S U and Georgia. LSU,
1: that's right. Oh, uh, was LSU game. Forgot about that yep. game. I even had money on that game. Anyway, <laughs> that's not the point. The point is that Eli Drakewitz had 11 one season, and we may not see that again next year, but I think we'll see you'll see a Very uh, competing and tough out in the Missouri Tigers. Yeah. All right. Those were coaches' report cards, season two edition. Well, year two edition, I guess. We haven't really got out of season one yet. Anyway, we're going to move on now to, I put eight, and I need to adjust it because we have top ten coaches. Here we go. Perfect. All right, so our top ten coaches right now. Similar to what we did last week with our top ten uh, teams, we're gonna do our top ten coaches. Um, I'm gonna go through mine ten through one, and uh, or should we go one through ten?
0: I think we should go ten to one.
1: Okay, ten to one, and we'll go through them all. We'll each say ours, and then if we have any disagreements, we'll, we'll just talk. speak about it real
0: quick. Just to- yeah.
1: Speed t- speed things up here. Yep. That's, that report card's went a little longer than I thought it would, but that's <laughs> fine with me. All right, number one. Or no, never mind. Number 10, I have Sharon Moore. I I think that, you know, what you saw him do in the biggest games of the regular season in Penn State and Ohio State mm-hmm. and even, you know, is the OC. So, you know, I still think that they you know, was able to win the big games. And players like him. I think he he thrives as a physical culture and a culture that follows Jim Harbaugh. So I think you're not going to see much of a drop off. I think maybe talent wise, you're going to see a little bit. But as far as like culture goes and all that, it's going to be the same stuff. You know, that's why I like Sharon more there. Uh, Number nine, I have Brian Kelly. Number eight, Brent Venables. Seven, Mike Norvell. Ryan Day at six. Lane Kiffin, five. Kalen DeBoer, four. Dan Lanning, three. Steve Sarkeesian, two. And Kirby Smart, one.
0: Okay, interesting. Yes. Uh, I'll give you mine real quick. It's number 10, I have Dabo Sweeney. Number nine, I have Kyle Whittingham. Number eight, Mike Norvell. Seven, Lane Kiffin. Six, Kalen DeBoer. Five, Ryan Day. Four, Dan Lanning. Three Brian Kelly, two, Steve Sarkeesian, and number one, Kirby Spart.
1: Interesting. So why I couldn't you know I'm mean, I forgot about Kyle kind of Whittingham. Good pick. Um do so I think he's a top 10 coach right now? Maybe top 12 outside looking in. Uh, I just I, I do
0: I had Sharone Moore right on my like Sharone Moore was right on that edge for me, but I was like, I need to see a little bit more. Before I could put him in the top ten coaches, and I, I don't. Like Kyle Whittingham, he's just too, you know, consistent.
1: Yeah, I like you're ten. Uh, Dabo, I don't really think he's a top ten guy, but again, you're at ten. You know, you're pretty much you're you're changing in and out there. Yeah, Whittingham, I'm fine with. Everyone else, we had pretty much the same, just different order. Uh, Brian Kelly at three. Any reason behind that?
0: Uh, he just has the he has won more games than anybody else near him. Okay. He's the winningest active coach that doesn't have a national title. He has won ever since he got to LSU. I I just I think if we're to, I, when I was ranking thinking about ranking guys without Nick Saban being here anymore, I was like, well without Nick Saban, Brian Kelly probably has a national title in 2012.
1: Nah well I'll check you there because Georgia probably steamrolls him anyway there too, but in
0: 2012? With Mark Rick? Aaron Murray slinging
1: the gun. Oh, relax. Todd Gurley, Aaron Murray. They oh, had okay. It. okay. That was, no, trust me, ask anybody. The winner of that SEC title game was going to just steamroll Notre Dame regardless.
0: Okay, well, anyways, he, he's one of the winningest coaches that doesn't have a national title at this level, and he's still winning every single year. Mm-hmm.
1: My only reason I put him at nine was because the defense – yeah, the sense of lacklusters I've seen the last couple of years, just being at LSU, even a little bit towards the back end at Notre Dame, just felt like has cost him games. And That's, that's why fair. I dropped him down a little bit. I just like the momentum the Venables is building. Norvell, you know, all these other guys, I think we're seeing momentum or at least at the top of their game right now. I feel like Kelly is still one of the top-tier coaches, but I think he's just dropped a little bit. From results-oriented, you know, SCC title game last year, yes. But gave up fifty. Yeah. That's and back to back years of nine nine wins regular seasons. So, mm-hmm. you know, losing games that you're probably not supposed to be losing. That's why I just think the other guys have more momentum going into next year where Kelly is a um not falling, but you know, just kind of their that back end to the top ten.
0: That's fair. I mean I just I, I, I liked what I saw. Listen, that's fine. What I was ranking. Those are our list. Yeah.
1: And that's our opinions. Some might be better than others. That's for people not named me and you to determine. But, yeah. you know, keep it, is, keep it real. here. All right. We're going to finish off here with our Super Bowl prediction. Super Bowl Sunday, this Sunday. Um, I know we don't really talk about NFL. But, you know, with the Super Bowl coming up and nothing really else going on. Let's give our predictions. Dylan, who do you like winning tonight this week? Kansas City Chiefs, 49ers, and Las Vegas Niners are a two-point favorite.
0: I like San Francisco winning. Give us scores. 28 to 23.
1: Okay. I like San Francisco to win 30
0: to 24. Okay. That's fair.
1: I mean, so we're both on the iron train. So I
0: may have put money on the Niners. All right, oh, so. I have a funny, I me, I have a,
1: there's a side bet, a coworker of mine did. Yeah. And uh, he is so convinced. He had like a lucid dream or whatever you want to call him that, <laughs> like a vision while he was sleeping, he says that the final score is the Chiefs 27, Niners 14. He was so confident of that. He placed a $10 wager with me. So, if it's any other score,
0: I win. Then 27-14?
1: If it's 27-17, to 17, I win. If it's 28-14, to f- 28, 14, I win. If it's anything else other than 27-14, I win money. So, I mean, I said, how much, how much do you want to do? Obviously, that will not be determined right now, but um, at least on here.
0: I just, yeah. I just think, it, I think it'd be really funny if the Chiefs did win, and the corniest thing ever happens, where Taylor Swift gets on the field
1: and oh, slaps
0: yeah. Travis Kelsey, and is like, "That's for almost losing," like <laughs> kisses him and says, "That's for winning it all." Huh,
1: there you go. What a I think sport. I might
0: literally be like, "Oh my god, I'm done. I can't watch this sport anymore."
1: Just start barfing everywhere. <laughs>
0: I don't know, I have a problem with reading at the games. I'm just saying, if it gets that corny, I'm gonna be like, I, I can't do it. I can't do it.
1: No, nobody can. You know, too much. Yeah, they should. I bet you there's a bet out there, prop bets. How many times
0: it cuts to Taylor Swift?
1: Yeah. Oh, there has
0: to be. There has to be. There's no way that's not.
1: Um, I mean, I, I, the over under on that would have to be like four and a half, probably. Yeah. So, I mean, you take the over. Take it over there, um, but that's about eight, as
0: far eight, as we're eight. I probably still take the over.
1: I don't know about eight, but I do anything more than four, maybe a little four, more than four, less than six. So we'll yeah, okay. the five. That's oh, that's Well, that's all we have here tonight. Um, not a whole lot on the rundown, but good stuff nonetheless. With report cards, top hmm. ten coaches. And our Super Bowl prediction. So we'll be back next week, guys. Make sure you guys are subscribing. Uh, like I said, 98% of you guys that watched the last episode weren't subscribed. Make sure you guys are subscribing. Like I said previously, it helps us out, helps get more content out, and it helps you out because you get to watch and like more of our content. Yeah. So we need you guys to hit that big red button or to subscribe and there You go, it's free. It takes less than a second. You just hit that button and you're boom, you're good. And if you don't have a Gmail account, make one because no excuse. It takes just a couple of
0: minutes, I swear. Yeah,
1: May listen. All the all the real ones out there have at least have a three Gmail, to four and they're subscribed. Gmail accounts, okay? Because you got more subscribers that way. Now I'm just season. But make sure you guys subscribed. We'll be back next week. College football talk. Peace out.
0: See you guys.